All right, good morning and Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm Chris. For those of you who don't know me, I'm uh, one of the ministers here uh, as well. Uh, I hope you're enjoying our service so far. Joy is contagious, isn't it? It's the only thing we want to be contagious uh, this Christmas in New Zealand, isn't it? Um, nothing else. Um, joy, contagious joy. Uh, because like, what, what, what a year it's been, uh, you know, on the note of contagions and joy and things like that. Um, I heard someone the other day say, is it Christmas already? As in, you know, my goodness, where has this year gone? Um, And then not long afterwards, I heard someone else say, gosh, this year has dragged on. When's it going to finish? And I thought to myself, like, doesn't that kind of represent the 2020 that we've all had? You know, it's up, down, it's everywhere. We thought we had all these plans. I preached a sermon back in February about what we were doing for the next year, and I hope it's off the internet by now. Um, (laughs) I'm not a prophet, just put that out there. Not one of my spiritual gifts. Um, But, you know, we've had to put things on hold. Um, We've had to uh, slow down. We've had to push the pause button uh, as this freight train known as COVID-19 has basically bowled through our lives and interrupted everything. But on the other hand, uh, it has been a whirlwind, hasn't it? You know, at the end of last summer, we were picked up and slammed down into this summer. It's Christmas, and there's three weeks of summer gone. Only one year of the, sorry, one week of the year left. Um, what's happened? What's happened? What a rough year. It seems to me that we've all experienced almost firsthand the mess and chaos which life brings that we can so easily just sweep under the carpet, right? We've really felt it acutely this year uh, instead of having the opportunity to ignore it um, like we often do. But Christmas is an opportunity to pause in the midst of this chaos and see and glimpse an alternative reality which is presenting itself to us and inviting us down a new path of life, of hope, and of possibilities for the year and years to come. God, the light of the world, the God of peace, order, and love, coming into the mess and chaos of this world to bring his lost and wandering people back to him, that is what Christmas is about. That is what we celebrate as we gather every year at Christmas time. And for the last four weeks here at church, we've been uh, looking at the Advent theme of invitation, uh, the opportunities that God is inviting us into. We saw when we had uh, the GCK Kindy with us on the first weekend of uh, December, the invitation to celebration. Uh, God is about celebration. It's about joy. It's about um, the kingdom celebrations that we're uh, given the opportunities for. We saw King Herod the next week missing an opportunity to get in on what God is up to in the world. And then the week after that, we saw Joseph, uh, in the most unlikely way, accepting an invitation uh, to get on board with God's story and to be a part um, of God's mission in this world. And our theme for today is God's invitation for you. Um, God's invitation for you. I was listening to a pastor, a guy by the name of Sean Johnson, and uh, he's explaining this really interesting point that I thought was quite poignant. He said, if we ever couldn't relate to Mary and Joseph's situation in the Christmas story, after the year that has been, we're probably the closest that we'll ever be. If we look at Luke, 
uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. It says this. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to their own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was a house, he was of the house of David. He went there to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there at that time, the, at, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Joseph has to put his life on hold. Joseph's life is interrupted because the government and rulers of his day tell him he needs to stop, drop, not roll, well, roll up to Bethlehem is what he needs to do. He needs to go and get registered. Life for a time, the government said to Joseph, needs to change for you and look a little bit different. As I've said, we've had two lockdowns. We social distance, we wear masks, we contact trace. We're closing borders. Life for us has changed for a while. Joseph had to hit pause on his livelihood. He had to inconvenience his family life. Joseph was a carpenter. Uh, His work was in his hometown, in his village, Galilee. Um, And he had to go up to Bethlehem. He had to leave all of that behind, his workshop, his, his trade. Uh, the government didn't have a subsidy uh, to help him uh, in that time. Just had to go, had to pay taxes. It was, censuses were really just an opportunity for the government to make a whole bunch of money. Um, it's what the Caesars like to do. Um, but he had to um, go for three, three or four weeks. It took him a week just to walk from Galilee to Bethlehem. Um, there's, you know, that little donkey Christmas carol? There's no donkey mentioned in the Bible. That's like a hope that Mary, when she was pregnant, had a donkey. Um, if they didn't have a donkey, she was walking. Um, and that would have taken, you know, 90 miles a week or so walking. But Joseph's job, the family's livelihood, was put on pause. I know a lot of people this year have had to hit pause on work have had to hit pause on their financial aspirations for the year, wondering what will happen for your jobs, businesses, education, businesses closing, and the very real stress about worrying of financial security in the future, what it means for my family, my children, and even grief over losing a job. Mary and Joseph experienced a major medical event while being cut off from their immediate support network. If you've thought about that, childbirth wasn't fun back in the first century. Um, They didn't have all of the modern uh, technology that we have. Um, But on top of that, Mary was cut off from her family in Galilee. Joseph had his family in Bethlehem. But you can imagine that they would be slightly suspicious of Mary. You know, this girl who he's engaged to but is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Um, But he's supporting her and it's all good. Yeah? Yeah. We're going to totally support her. It's a great marriage to get into, guys. Um, you know, so they cut off from their immediate support in um, this magical, major medical event. But how many people in 2020 have faced being separated from loved ones? Well, they've gone through surgery. Well, they've faced a medical emergency. How many people have had to grieve the death of a loved one uh, without being physically present? How many people have given birth 
an amazing celebration uh, when they couldn't actually have face-to-face contact with close friends and family. I think I know two uh, families who have had that experience just here in Glendowie. Joseph's uh, Joseph's life plans were interrupted uh, because of this major world event. He's newly married, getting ready for the honeymoon. Um, I know a number of couples who have had to delay weddings. I know one couple who had to delay their wedding twice um, because of the second lockdown as well. Married life intention is something that I'm sure Mary and Joseph had as well. Uh, Don't tell me things were not tense for Mary and Joseph. Mary had broken the news. I'm pregnant. It's by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now we've got a week to walk together up to Bethlehem. It's a long walk. A few awkward silences. Perhaps underlying tensions. Thoughts of, she owes me. I can't believe I'm doing this. She better do something good for me. Home life for many people during lockdown has been tough. I think Becky mentioned uh, how we had a little argument about the top of Riddell Road. (laughs) Where is the top of Riddell Road? Is it that end or this end? Half of Mount Taylor knows my opinion. Mount Taylor Drive knows my opinion. I have a voice that carries. <laughs> Thrust together for 20, 24-7 uh, for almost three weeks and another seven weeks working from home has presented challenges for all of us in our family life. For couples, for families, extended families. And I know that for some, 2020 has amplified some problems in relationships that Perhaps we've just thought we could ignore. Maybe we're not coping. Tensions have run high, and at times, grace has been low. 2020 has been a rough year, but one that we can relate to Mary and Joseph, I think, more than ever. But now as we stand at the end of 2020, we want to look forward, don't we? We want to look forward to all the possibilities that are to come. And, of course, that Christmas joy that we've been talking about gives us that optimism that 2020 is going to bring good new things, that we're going to take what we've learned from this year, those important lessons, we're going to apply them in our lives and go forward. We'll take them with us. Life in 2021 will be better. But in saying that, I don't think the invitation that God has for us today is the same as Mary and Joseph. I don't think God wants us to be like Mary and Joseph as we face 2021. Because if we do, I think we're going to fall into the trap that that we'll think, well, they've had these experiences and they just soldiered on and they were fine. They learned from them and they walked forwards. And the the problem with this is it's a little bit like my parenting strategy that I sometimes employ. Um, And even more so mistakenly, I vocalize it sometimes. This usually happens when our kids are on the trampoline and Becky says... Uh, sees them doing something really dumb, and she says, we should stop that. And I say, ah, they'll be fine. It's actually good if they bump into each other. They'll learn not to do it in the future. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. And perhaps the most telling reason this doesn't work is 30, with 30 years more experience, I still do the same dumb things that my kids do on the trampoline. I roll the roulette wheel of luck and don't have... Fortunately, broken arms 
yet to uh, speak of. But all of this is to say that we actually don't learn very well, right? How many people after the first lockdown thought to themselves, I just appreciate relationships more. I just value the time with my family so much more. You know, this chilled out pace of life is better for my mental health. All the exercise that I'm doing is just so good and so enriching. And then three months later, when the second lockdown rolls around, you're like, how dare you? You're slowing my life down again. You're making me work from home. I've got to see my family all this time. Ah, We don't take the lessons with us, do we? No, God's invitation for us isn't the same to be the same as Mary and Joseph. God's invitation for us is to be like the shepherds. Uh, Joy, contagious shepherds. Luke 2, verse 10. The angel says to them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in Bethlehem a Savior, who is the Christ, who is the Lord. And he, this will be a sign for you. You will find him wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. The invitation of the angels, the invitation of God's to the shepherds, is come and meet me. Come to me. Come and meet me, the Savior. Come and meet me, the Messiah. Come and meet me, the Deliverer. Come and meet the one you've been looking for all of your life. Come and meet the one who will give you hope and purpose, direction, meaning, and validation for every aspect of your life. Come and meet Jesus Christ and the new reality that he presents the new possibility and the new way of life from what you've known, from the rut that you're stuck in, from the way in the system that you live. Come and meet your creator, the one who made you. Come and meet the one who knows you intimately, who knows you in your heart of hearts and knows what it truly means for you to live a life that is blessed, a life that is satisfying and a life that is purposeful. You see, it is only in knowing Jesus Christ, the one true living God, and knowing him and being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that you will overcome the trials and difficulties of life, of relationships, and this world while still retaining a sense of joy, hope, and love. This is the invitation of Jesus this Christmas. That this Christmas, that this new year, You would say yes to Jesus, yes to a new life with him, to a life lived to the fullest, to a life that Jesus purchased through his death on the cross and that he sealed with his resurrection to life eternal as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And if you do, I promise that no matter what this life brings, you will have peace a peace that passes all understanding because we have placed our hope not in those changing, unstable things of life like money, health, jobs, family, but in the solid rock, the foundation of all life and the key to eternal life, Jesus Christ. Amen.